Live from New York, it's the show that is wishing you a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Whose birthday is it? Yours. No, it's not. Bad intel. <laughs> On today's show, the Bengals have gone from big dogs to underdogs. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but why is Nick's, Nick's support waning? Meanwhile, the Prince wow. rides his chariot into Arrowhead. Could his nothing-to-lose attitude lead to a win or a fall from grace? A knight? He's not riding a chariot. What's he ride? No, anything. Just keep going. I You're think he does. Too, buddy. Knights ride horses. But he rides in a chariot. A prince. I guess a prince rides okay. a chariot. I looked it up. Dusty, can you check what a prince <laughs> rides? And also, who rides in a chariot? Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. We also have the most motivating segment in all of sports coming up in approximately 59 minutes. Brew, are there any surprises on the bud list? I think so. But it, incredible bud list last week. I'll yeah, see if I can fantastic. top it. Yeah, really motivated, guys. So we'll see this week. Okay. <laughs> Good be tease, but we're going to start with uh, Dak's steps. Will he go forward or will Dak go back? Sunday at 6 on Fox, here's Kyle Shanahan on his opponents. They're a good team. They've been at all year. Probably looked at their best on Monday night, um, which you expected them to, um, just with the atmosphere and everything. But I mean, they've been good by it for a while, and just watch them this week, it's... Reminds me of their team from last year and only improved. Dak's always been a challenge. I mean, Dak is, when you're a pure pocket passer who can make all the throws in there and read the defense real well and get the ball to the right spots and do it accurately, um, that's why he's had the career he has. And when things do break down, he's got a knack for how to get out of that pocket and make some off-schedule plays. And um, that's why he's had such a successful career so far. I'm going to get Mike McCarthy a first things first switcher. Maybe the best. Nick, more likely that Dak takes a step forward or back? I believe it's far more likely he takes a step back. But can I say quickly here what's on the line if he takes a step forward? Well, certainly. If he wins this game, depending on what Jalen does in the other game and in these playoffs, Dak could leave this weekend as somehow the unquestioned top quarterback in the NFC. Think about it for a moment. Rodgers playing himself out of it. We don't even know if he's going to be in the NFC. Brady played himself out of it, and he likely won't be in the NFC. I guess he could be, but he's not in that echelon anymore. Kyler's not in the conversation. Justin Fields maybe one day, but not even close to today. In the MVP conversation. Sure. Yeah, Kyler was your preseason MVP. Jalen right now, I think, is the guy. But we haven't seen him do it at all in the playoffs. So if he were to win and get back-to-back road wins and get the team to their first conference championship game in 27 years, then you would have to say, okay, number one in the NFC might make you number six in the right. NFL in quarterback <laughs> rankings. But still, that would be a very clear path each and every year for a chance to win the Super Bowl. Unfortunately for him, he is going up against a juggernaut. And forget what the Niners can do offensively with all their versatile formations and the skill position guys and all of it. Defensively, since their bye week, they have played 10 games. It's not just that they've won them all. They have forced 23 turnovers in those 10 games. Only about a dozen teams forced 23 turnovers over the course of the entire season. And while Tampa Bay offered no resistance, I think San Francisco will offer massive resistance. And if he loses this game and if he makes significant mistakes, which I fear he will, then I think it's more of same old Cowboys. A good regular season, you know, found a way into the divisional round, and that was their hard ceiling. And found a way to blow it is what a lot of people Well, I don't think this would be blowing it. I think San Francisco better. Well, if he plays poorly, though. Okay, sure. If he plays poorly. And your turnover, the 23 forced turnovers, is more relevant because you got the guy that led the league in interception. Correct. So he may be prone to that, at least this year. I know it's not in his DNA, supposedly. But he's more likely to take a step back. I agree with you on that. And here's why. Because I don't think they're going to win. And the only step forward is to win, period. He could play poorly, and if they win, that's still a step forward to him. He will have been the first quarterback, as you said, to get him to the NFC title game in nearly 30 years. Even, Nick, if he plays well and they lose, I don't think that's a step forward. Even if it's, it's like a sidestep. Let me ask you, even if it's like the divisional round game is rookie year, 
a quarter, a duel. He's seven goes years down. in. He's forty million dollars a year. He's twenty nine years old. He's playing Brock Purdy. Like it, it wouldn't be a negative. He wouldn't take a step back. But I think it would be a neutral step. It would be a side step. And side next step. year, the the narrative would be, let's see if that can get it done. You know. But the only way forward is for them to win. But here's the thing, and you mentioned it with the great defense they're facing. Dak has had seven games this season where he had a 100 or greater passer rating. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here, here's the seven. You notice only four of those teams have winning records. And three of the four, Detroit, Minnesota, and Jacksonville, have our bottom five pass defenses. And I would throw Chicago in there, too. What, as a, as as a, a four t- pass yeah, defense. Absolutely. right? So, he, look at – and then Philadelphia, the other team with the winning record, they had Gardner Minshew that game. And, oh, I know he doesn't play defense, but he turned it over three times. Correct. They turned it over four. That, twice it oh, was in, in okay. Dallas' field sense. position. So, the turnovers from Minshew gave them 20 points to Dallas. And remember, what doesn't Jalen Hurts do? turn the ball over for the most part. So I haven't seen Dak light it up against a good defense, you know, without the quarterback on the other side helping him all year long. So I, I don't think he takes that step forward and, and lights up Besides the field. Besides a few the, days uh, ago, the to Niners. be fair. Well, they're, they're a pretty good deal. I mean, they're, they're I, I, a good no, I give I think you that, but they're not a team Tampa, with a winning record. Or, or I think, it I was think great. But. What he did against Tampa Wilds was excellent and should not be minimized. I know you feel I did minimize it because I said that's well, the we barrier. We discussed it after the show. The, the, yeah, I said that's the barrier <laughs> for entry into being in the discussion for the best quarterbacks in the league is how he's getting into the divisional round and going from mm-hmm. there. Here's what I will I promise you. I guarantee the audience. I will not, and I would encourage the rest of sports media to not either. If Dak plays well and they win this game, there is no goalpost moving. There is no, okay, but now you've got to make a Super Bowl. Make a Super Bowl to be a great, great quarterback. If Dak Prescott, as an underdog, with the inferior team, on the road with the inferior coach, where the one spot we look at the roster and say, where do they have an edge? Quarterback. Because the other guy's seventh round rookie and you're Dak Prescott. But wide receivers, I'd go Niners. Running game, I'd go Niners. Defense, I'd go Niners. Mm-hmm. Home field advantage, I'd go Niners. Running All game of is it. close, but. I, 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 I disagree, close. but regardless, set that, I think the Niners are the best running game in football. But set that aside. Point is, if they win this game, there can't be any more yeah buts for Dak. The, now, yeah, there definitely will. Okay, well, if I'm Daniel saying, well, Jones because, is on the other side or the Eagles, it's like running back against da- the Eagles. Yeah, right. He has to get through them. No, 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 no. He, if you want to talk about him like as a could Dak make the Hall of Fame one day? Could Dak be an MVP one day? Fine. But if we want to be right now, Dak Prescott is not held in the same regard as a half dozen quarterbacks, only a couple of which have more pelts on the wall than him. Mahomes does, Burrow does, as far as real accomplishments. Hell, Josh Allen's been to a conference championship game. He should be able to get in that conversation, the top of that conversation of that next group of guys, just by winning this game. And then anything else he goes from there is how he goes further. So that much, that'll be my commitment to a guy I've been pretty skeptical of. You know what? I heard people calling you Mr. Consistency. Yeah. I don't think you stick with that. (laughs) Oh, you. Wow. Wow. And that's coming from everybody. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like, if he has to go, if he has to beat Daniel Jones. Like, ah, Dak's playing with house money. No, okay. no way. All right, you're I, Mr. Consistency, but you're going to put yourself you go in that That's a good spot. point, though. If he met Dan, you, I hear you, because nobody's thinking of him as Patrick Mahomes. So if he gets to the NFC Championship game, it's a great accomplishment. I said it right earlier in the year. If he's who he's supposed to be, they'll get at least that far. But if it's facing Daniel Jones I, I'm, and they lose. I'm not going to move the goalposts on him. If he goes on the road against a team that is the be- that has been the best team be in football great. for three months, he th- then anything that and happens then past that, to Daniel Jones. It, well, again, at that point, we're going to have to start re- now. We're in five hypotheticals, but that would have meant Daniel Jones just won back-to-back road playoff games. The Giants are having illusions of 20, 2007 again. The whole night. they're already out if, there, right? If, they, if the Cowboys win media. this game, Dak Prescott must get the respect. Unfortunately, I think they're going to get rolled, but. They win it. I give them this. All right. Other QB, Brock Purdy. Now, is he as good as Mac Jones? No. Chris Sims will tell you that. But he is winning games. Really? Stop it. And 49ers uh, GM John Lynch has a lot of confidence in him. Take a listen. 
What has amazed you the most about Brock Purdy in his short tenure with the 49ers so far? I think just the poise, the presence, the, the pressure on on that position in this league is it's immense. It really is. And I think one thing that we saw from day one, he wasn't going to be phased. Do you expect the pressure to finally catch up with Brock Purdy? No, I don't think there is pressure for him in this offense, in this situation. I think Jimmy G in his first two playoff games combined had 200 yards and 17 completions, and they won them both. I'm not taking a shot. Just listen to me here. <laughs> just like, I, no, no, no. I'm not taking a shot. My he, point he is edges way no, into no, the no. no, because I think Kyle Shanahan can manufacture the offense in a way that if, he's, if his quarterback doesn't have it or if they don't have the most obvious winnable matchups on the outside, we'll just run you to death. So I don't think, Jimmy, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be under pressure in this game because I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be asked to do anything in this game. I think Brock Purdy is only going to be asked to throw the ball in the most advantageous moments, in the spots where the guys are most likely to be open with, run, with room to run as it was against Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I think Brock Purdy already, by having the game that he had in the first playoff game, proved at the very least he's not going to melt. And if you're not going to melt in that game, now, next week, if they were to be on the road against Philadelphia, that's a different story because it's not going to be as easy and it's going to be a road environment and you might have to make some plays with your arm. That's a different story. But this week at home, I, I don't – I don't think the pressure is going to catch up to him because I don't think he's under a ton of pressure. I, I don't think that's a crazy take. I mean, because last year, obviously, Jimmy G didn't have a good game. And Dallas's offense was just as prolific, right? And the defense shut him down, so Correct. Jimmy G didn't have to do a ton. So, yeah, they could win with Brock Purdy not playing great. But I think he'll play solid. I mean, he's got so much around him, right? We, you just talked about it last, last segment about how he's got all, you know, great receivers and all that. And he's already shown – look, you hear it from Lynch. You hear it from Shanahan. You hear it from the players how cool he is under pressure. And at some point we have to say, you know what, it doesn't matter that he was a seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant. This guy can handle the moment. He handled it when he was thrown in there against Miami. That was a big, huge moment. Yeah. He handled it in his first playoff game. That's a huge moment. So I, I don't think he'll crack him. So let's pressure. give him a, a green check mark next to emotional pressure. Sure. But actual pressure is what I want to see, and I want to see it from Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons had almost 14 sacks. He has third most uh, QB pressures from the edge. Yeah. But last year's wild card game, zero sacks on Jimmy G, zero pressures on Jimmy. Now, Micah was all last week was talking about, I need to step up. This is a big moment. And he, he did. Yep. So I want to see the same thing from Micah. And then I believe that Brock Purdy can handle the moment. But can he handle Micah see, Parsons so being the game this is This is where I wonder if Micah Parsons – his ability to get after the quarterback will actually be used against the Cowboys. This is where I really do think the coaching edge is going to be dramatic and instantly obvious. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, by the way, an, uh, an interesting spot, right? Kyle Shanahan running the offense for San Francisco. Dan Quinn running the defense mm-hmm. for Dallas. Yep. Those two guys were the two coordinators on the – or the head coach and the coordinator on the staff that blew the Super Bowl in Atlanta to you guys uh, in New England. And I think that if you guys – the last time San Francisco lost, uh, it was to the Chiefs. And what the Chiefs did was do all that pre-snap motion, and then any running plays were run at Nick Bosa. Mm -hmm. And what it did was once you do that four or five times, it makes him pause a moment before he attacks the quarterback, and then Mahomes was free to go and he had a monster second half. I think that's what they'll do to Micah. I think Micah – they might use the fact that Micah is so hyped for this game – against him and you'll see Debo Samuel around the edge Christian McCaffrey out there and so that's where again I think the coaching can minimize the Dallas talent remember that's what Philadelphia did to him in their first meeting correct same thing and it did neutralize him all right Uh, article in the athletic by Marcus Thompson the second and Ted Nguyen saying in part McCaffrey is like the 49ers version of Steph Curry one of the great (laughs) offensive weapons in NBA history as with Curry, McCaffrey's brilliance also, also shows up in the production of his teammates and how sensational the offense is when he's on the field. 
he exponentiates the 49ers' potency. There was video evidence of this. I thought it was a cogent point, and maybe you're a little bit jealous. Okay, Brew, go ahead. And I like Marcus. Look, I'm with Nick. When you look at the headline, you're like, Steph Curry's arguably a top 10 player all time. Christian McCaffrey won't be a top 10 running back of just all time. just recently became the best McCaffrey R- R- right, in NFL right. history. Like he's great, but he won't be a top 10 running back. The, the Niners are Steph's team and Steph create. I'm not the Niners, the Warriors. Yeah. He created that culture. McCaffrey stepped into an already solid culture. So that's why I was like, this is ridiculous. But that graph you read is like one of, I think, two paragraphs in the entire story that they make this comparison. Mm-hmm. The story's not really about he's their Steph Curry. All it is saying is that just like Steph draws so much attention from the yeah. defense that it opens things up for his teammates, yeah. that's what McCaffrey yeah. does. So I, that, that's legit. Okay. Yep. But obviously he's not. But no, the I like by the Steph way, I, I like basketball, football, football, basketball comps. And even if we want to keep it to Bay Area, we want to keep it to Niners, Warriors. And hell, we could even keep it to a player they traded for. It is Andre Iguodala is who Christian McCaffrey is, a guy who took on a slightly lesser role after being the focal point of a bad team to join a team that was becoming a great team that already had stars around him and can do a little bit of everything. You need me to play – Not McCaffrey's not playing defense. I don't defense, think Iguodala but, uh, is good enough. It, I think – Okay. I, I mean, again, with all due respect to Andre, Seven but. years ago, I think he was. Or six years ago, I think he was. And I, so I just – is Steph Curry is a transcendent – unicorn of a player that changed the game. Christian McCaffrey is probably the best running back in the NFC. Like, let's... let's no, but he's saying... But the point is, like, you got... You, someone's got to be on staff, or two people got to be on staff, so then George when Kittle you can read start it, cooking. it makes sense. I understand but that, but don't I don't... put him on the pedestal. I don't Steph. think when people play the Niners, their number one focus every game is McCaffrey. I don't. I, I think some teams, some teams it is. I think some teams it's Debo. Some teams it's Kittle. Yeah, it, it, and so he, he is an added bonus. But this team was good enough to make the Super Bowl before they had Christian right. McCaffrey. Right. That's Qu- so, quickly yeah. before we go to break. Uh, James Wiseman, who do you have on the Niners? Okay. <laughs> Think about it. Over. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I got. Oh, oh, wow. I got you. Why? A lot of potential. A lot of potential. Yeah, right. it's great. You know, Jimmy great. G will be starting somewhere next year. Okay, well, that's Canada. probably true. CFL Argonauts. Oh. Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash first things first 50 and use code first things first 50 to get 50% off. That's code first things first 50 at factormeals.com slash first things first 50 to get 50% off. Fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Welcome back to First Things First. Special day. It's Nick's birthday. What are you talking about? Bengals Bills. Sunday at 3. Joe Burrow. Very confident. Take a listen. I always enjoy going on the road. It's uh, just you and your guys. feels like it's you against the world, and that's, that's where we like to be. Do you feel like an underdog going into this game? I never feel like an underdog. 
I mean, sometimes cool. he should feel like an underdog. And pretty yeah. damn good as an underdog in his career. He's got the cigar. Uh, Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth is here. I'm sorry I'm crying because it's Nick's birthday. That's right. uh, Nick, are you surprised the Bengals are five-and-a-half-point underdogs? No, of course not. They're playing the media in Vegas and the public's favorite team. And Wilds, when I got to the office today, yeah. Wilds called me into his office, That's which is a true. weird you thing come to in do. Un- un- it's uninvited. a weird thing to do, but why? It's a, like a weird power dynamic thing that I've just let Wilds have. For the also, I'm here first. Months. If you didn't know, uh, and he was like, "Can I give you?" A critique of yesterday's <laughs> this show. happened. Yeah, of course it happened. Oh, I'm you're telling, telling the story. audience what happened. Oh, okay, sorry. And we were talking about the Alan uh, Burrow conversation we had yesterday, and he said, "I think your issue is actually with the media." I was like, "You know what, Wilds? Can't believe I'm saying this. You're right. Oh, okay. This is a media critique because Josh Allen has been treated." in a way because the potential and the upside are so great in a similar way to if people were right now saying you know who's the best player in the league zion it's like well wait he no i'm not sure it's like no look at what he can do he can do things no one else can do it's fruit of the same poisonous tree as kyrie best point most skilled guard ever It's like, okay, maybe, but what does it actually mean? And for Josh Allen to be placed on a pedestal in a a way Joe Burrow has not been is inherently frustrating to me. Because while maybe Joe Burrow, not maybe, definitely Joe Burrow doesn't have the arm talent that Josh Allen does and can't make the wow plays, this isn't the old school quarterback competition where you measure to see how far they can throw and they dip the balls in paint and throw them at at, uh, targets. Yeah, it's not that. It's about putting your team in position to win. It's about giving your team the best position to win and making plays at the most critical times and, most importantly, avoiding the critical error. And Joe Burrow throughout his career has been better than that than Josh Allen. And so if you want to say the Bills should be two-point favorites because they're at home, so be it. I think right now, given the injuries, the defenses are about the same. I think the weapons are about the same. But this is a three-point Josh Allen bump because everybody thinks he's better than Burrow, even though he's never been. And that... That frustrates me because I don't know what more Joe Burrow needs to do to show everyone he and I are neck and neck, and if you got to pick one of us, I have more pelts on the wall than he does. All right. Well, I'll, I'll look. These are two very good teams. All right. So sure. five and a half. I, I think it's probably a three-point game. What? What did they? They both went into Kansas City in 2022. Oh and, yeah. You know, one by three before. Yeah. Slept, and yeah sl- said, slept in the bed. Oh, the two, up. And a source told me last night they also drove the car. So these are two premier teams. <laughs> it's gonna be a battle. <laughs> But Buffalo should be favored because you, you said defenses are close. Well, the facts are Buffalo's better defense overall, higher rated. Buffalo better against the pass, better against the run, be, better in points allowed. They're second in but the league. But how much of that is allowed. because they used to have Von Miller? And they don't well, Vaughn's been gone now for several weeks. Yes, and the defense has not been as good. It, it's held. They average 17. They allow 17 points a game. All right. So that's across the whole season. So I think the defense, yeah, they're not as good without Vaughn, but still I think they have an advantage. And then quarterbacking, they're 7-1 they're at home too. But you keep talking about how Burrow is so much better than Josh Allen. Here's the playoffs. I mean, regular season obviously is great, but playoffs is even more important. And Allen's got to be in everything. Except for this. Three turnovers, interceptions in seven games is better yes. than five but or again, two in five games. But Pat, I mean, what, I see it because, but Brew, you you know as well as I do, and you will be honest here because you still have that old journalism background. You can't quite get past it. Josh Allen has played seven playoff games. Yeah. He had one media uh, average one. He had three unbelievable ones and three objectively bad ones. Joe Burrow's never had a bad playoff game. And so, yes, the overall numbers look skewed. But if you look at the each individual game, he's had three of his seven playoff games, and I would include last week as one of those three, where he was bad. And Joe Burrow's never been bad. He's never put his team in a position. He's, they've never lost a playoff game because of him. He's never put them in a bad spot in a playoff game. So, again, that to me is an upside thing. Like, Stink, that yeah. it's, it's – He's wh- got the higher ceiling. Sure. I, I give you sure. that Burrow is more steady. Yes. 
So, but give first me the off, dynamite. First off, happy birthday. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> second, secondly, what like the one thing for me is I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised because of Buffalo. You're, I think you're 100% right. Buffalo people have this desire to see Buffalo succeed. I, I think we all do to a degree because it's a great story. And the four Super Bowls in a row they, sure. won, are they, they went to and they lost all four of them. I, I would say this. I think one of the reasons this spread is where it is, first off, don't you get three points just for being at right. home or something, yes. something yeah. like that. Um, and then I think the, ultimately we saw or we have seen this team in Cincinnati struggle when it comes to protecting their quarterback. And they seemed early in the season that was something that really got them. And then they fixed it, right? right? And all of a sudden we're like, hey, now that they fixed it, this is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Now we see all of a sudden three starters out because of injury. Mm. Now I don't know if they're going to get anybody back right now, but I think there's, there's a part of you that looks at that and says, against this Buffalo defense with a depleted group up front, can Joe Burrow, or can, can he still you know, do the things 100%. that we're used to him doing? I just find it, before this year even started, Cincinnati in the playoffs last year won a kind of ugly, disjointed game against the Chiefs, where a lot of self-inflicted wounds by the Chiefs and Cincinnati took advantage uh. of it, right? The Bills lost a classic, one of the best football games we've ever seen. And the entire perception of the country and the media since then feels to me it has been that what the Bills did was more impressive. Losing a 15-round knockout as opposed to winning a decision, to use a boxing term, they got more credit for it. And that, to me, kind of goes against what we're here for. Did they get more credit, though? Because, look, they added Von Miller. Now they right, don't have once it now, they lost but I think Miller, that no was the one thing. changed their picks. They, no they're one not the favorites now. Well, no, because the cheap, but it's not. Be, but they're still the favorites over Cincinnati by a significant margin. This has felt to me all year like there was. You get one team got more credit for losing an amazing game than the other team forgot winning a typical right. game. I buy that. More news from Joe Mixon. Oh, this guy. <laughs> Quick review. Joe Mixon has called the Bengals the big dogs of the AFC. Then also mocked the league's decision to coin flip home field advantage with his celebration here. He brought a coin. Yeah. Uh, now he's got issue with the advanced sale of the Bills Chiefs game at the neutral site in Atlanta. Take a listen. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's disrespectful, but we're not worried about Like I said, we, we got a game to play on Sunday, right? So you can't count us out. We got a game to play on Sunday. Like I said, that other stuff, that we're going to go out there on Sunday and, um, you know, we're going to do it what the hell we got to do to come back with that dub. And then we're going to see what they're talking about. Okay. Now you were just, mm. you know, kind of defending the Bengals. Now I just, I just flip w- When's the last time anyone heard, got, got some good quotes from Naeem Hines of the Buffalo Bills or from Clyde Edwards-Alaire of the Kansas City Chiefs? The, these these start running backs that are about the 10th or 11th or 12th best players on a team. The answer is never, because those guys know better. If, if Joe Burrow wants to talk trash, or Jamar Chase, or Hal Hendrickson, or Hubbard, or Von Bell, or Bates, or T. Higgins, or Boyd, or anybody that you know gives you more than 40 yards a week and one touchdown in the last six weeks, so be it. I, and I get it. I, I get. I get why Joe Mixon's trying to get as much juice out of this Barry as he can because he knows that this probably is going to be his last games with the Bengals. He's probably cut this off season, Man, so he's really upset. At the, no, it's just. He just. I, I don't mind talking. I don't. But stink. When you were winning Super Bowls with the Broncos. Sure. Elway wasn't a big talker. Shannon was, yeah. and Shannon's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if Shannon's backup. I'm not sure who he was. I don't quite remember. Right. But I don't remember him talking a lot of trash. No. I, I just I, 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 don't I, like would, I would say this. If Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals win in Buffalo, would he be upset if he went to Kansas City next weekend and they didn't have a hotel room? <laughs> because those are pre-booked, you know. <laughs> you think you don't? You think the you think the NFL's already booked the hotels? Have right. booked the plane? You, would he be mad if they got on a bus? They go, hey guys, we didn't expect to win that one. We're gonna bus to Kansas City from Cincinnati. Right, right. Like that, right. that you realize all that stuff is pre-booked, right? right? It's pre-sold. If the game doesn't happen, they're refundable right. tickets. Like you, you do understand how that. You, they're, they're T-shirts that are already printed up. 
if you don't win the game, you know what? You don't get the T-shirt <laughs> that says, hey, we won the game. That T-shirt, you know, goes to a third-world country, and some kids wearing a Cincinnati Bengal divisional champion T-shirt. If, if you had a teammate that was – and I think Mixon is better than Nick saying. I mean, Mixon he does I think too. Is, is a really, yeah, good running back. But if you um, had a teammate of his caliber doing this, would you be bothered by it inside, or would, it, would you be fine with it? Well, no, I mean, there's some guys that you just like, there's some guys that you look at and go, hey, like, you know, he That's may be it. an idiot, but he's our idiot. So, like, we just put up with that. But I've, I've gotten to where I've been on the field with one Shannon Sharp, you know, and he's picking a fight with a guy that I'm playing against. And I'm like, hey, dude, you can run over and thunder punch him on top of the head. <laughs> I go, I will not defend him. You can do whatever you want. That idiot, that he's fair game. Because, like, Shannon was notorious for picking a fight with the guy that you had to block. Right? Yeah. So he was, like, he was great at that. So, yeah, I mean, there's certain guys we just, like, they, by the way, like I said, he may be an idiot. He's all AFC right. championship game tickets in Cincinnati go on sale tomorrow. Yeah, but they're not on sale yet. But tomorrow. The right, game won't be played till Sunday, buddy. Joe Mixon doesn't have – he has an issue with the scheduling. Though. Okay. <laughs> All right. The <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. The Prince headed to Kansas City in a chariot. Mahomes and the Chiefs are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Nick, does Trevor Lawrence, the Prince who has promised, have anything to lose in this game? Other than your fandom. No, he could never lose my fandom. Stop it. And of course not. Wow. And I refuse. I, listen, we've seen the research from the audience. The audience on the show wants us all laughing and smiling. But I will get very angry if any of you guys try to move the goalposts on this guy. Why are we moving the goalposts? You're saying that too much today. He, well, because you guys do it quite a bit. And Trevor Lawrence has already exceeded this season – Literally everyone's expectations oh. but mine. I'm at the playoff interception. Nobody was picking them to go to the playoffs but okay. me. No one was right. picking them to win a playoff game. Okay. And they've already done it. And you want to be like, oh, well, he needs to do more. Let's take every young quarterback in the league, other than Mahomes and Burrow, who are, have separated themselves, okay. and say, how did those guys do in their first two years in the playoffs? Let's put them all together and show it to the audience. So that's Jalen. Justin, Daniel, Deshaun, Lamar, Josh, Dak, Mac Jones somehow snuck in there. Okay. Justin Fields. Literally might have Tyler. exceptions in all. It's everyone. It's every young quarterback in the league other than Mahomes and Burrow. None of them won a single playoff game in the first two years. Trevor's already won one. And don't say, oh, well, he's in the perfect situation. He plays for the Jaguars. They had the back-to-back number one pick. So, yet yeah, he's playing with house money. He cannot go backwards. He has nothing to lose in this game, Wilds. Stink. Whew. Nothing to lose. Well, I mean, you could lose the game. Yeah. Well, he might. He'll probably lose the game. But if he loses right. the game, does it cost him anything? If, does he, he, if he throws, let's say. I'm going to say pull a number out of a hat. Four interceptions. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this. Um, when Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl as a young player and they lost, did it cost him anything? Excellent. Because you're going to win multiple Super Bowls, obviously. You just went to the Super Bowl. I mean, you're going to go there Very how good. many times? Was he a second-year player at but the time? But they were a great team that year. 
They didn't. They weren't, they a, never they, got they weren't back. a team that came out of nowhere. Did Dan Marino get back to the Super Bowl? Oh. You don't get many opportunities. There you go. Wow. You don't. Hey, listen. When I won, when I won in Washington, we were the best team in football. Fourteen and two, ran roughshod through the league. The next year, we were a playoff team at ten and six. The following year, I think we won three games. Yeah. It, it does happen quick, and this has mm. been a very dysfunctional organization. Uh, so I, I'm just saying, I, I you got something to lose. You you're, definitely you're, have something to lose. You're speaking practically, like, look, you you don't know when you're going to get these chances. Sure. How often? So this I, is not I a great chance. They're on the road as no, the but massive just get underdog. This deep in the play. I, I, I'm just saying that's what he's saying. Get this deep in the playoffs. But I want to go here, Nick, because I'm with you. He has surpassed all of our sure. expectations except yours. Props. I hope, he hasn't, I, have, I hope he hasn't suppressed his expectations. I don't think he has. Right. Okay, good. And if he loses, even if they get blown out, nobody is going to say a negative thing about Trevor. But to Wilds' point, if he goes out there and throws three or four bad interceptions and maybe only one or two touchdowns, it just looks bad, mm. I do think people will look at last week and instead of saying, wow, that dude is steely. Look at how he overcame the four interceptions first half and what he did in the, in the comeback. And then start looking at uh, more like, well, the Chargers kind of blew it. And this guy who only threw eight interceptions in the whole season threw seven or eight in two playoff games. Like, I think people will but start I'm here to, to tell wonder you, about the nerves. That's all but, I'm but saying. Wilds, I'm here correct. to tell you, but, that's, but we have a very recent historical precedent for this. And to tell you, that's not what happened. Andrew Luck was down 28 points in a playoff game in his second year. He had four turnovers. Granted, it was three picks and one fumble. The very next week, he went out, and the Patriots kicked his teeth in, and he played poorly. How many and nobody, I, I think he had I'm, two. I, I think I'm, he has, I, to, have a, who, he has who, to have a high-level interception. Who was he down 28 to nothing against and then came back and win? That, uh, I mean, that, that Alex much, Smith. That's it. The answer is Alex no, Smith. No, it wasn't 28 to nothing against the Chiefs. Uh, that was PM, uh, <laughs> sir. That was pre-Mahomes. So it's a totally different year end. We don't talk about those dark times. Point is, nobody held that around luck. They only held up the comeback and how he was over, able to overcome his own mistakes. And I agree with Stink that if this were like Dak Prescott's rookie season, when they're 13-3, and three, it's like, okay, don't assume you're going to have this great of a chance again, and they sure. haven't had one since then. This is not a great chance. They're not the better team. They're not the favorite. They're not at home. This isn't Dan Marino in 85, 81. I'm not sure whatever year it was. His second year, 84 is the right year. Remember right how the Vikings came back? They had a horrible first half, and they came back, and they had a historic comeback. Mm -hmm. That actually hurt the Vikings. Where It's like, eh. You played one half of good yep. football, yep. but you're a pretty good Why were you down? Why were you down? I'm saying it actually hurt them in the long term because we started to look at the full body of work. Like, eh, one good half, one terrible half. Don't throw three or four interceptions. That's all or I even got to two. Say. Playing a great team. An arrowhead. Lamar staying in Baltimore. News. Greg John Harbaugh talked about it. Brews wearing a Ravens tie. <laughs> we're going to get to Giants and Eagles in shortly, <laughs> but we're talking about breaking news coming out of Baltimore. Ravens fired. Greg Roman and Jim Harbaugh back in love with Lamar. Take a listen. John. Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. I mean, he's been our quarterback. Everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team, uh, how we think in terms of people and put people around him is based on this incredible young man and his talent and his ability. I have every faith that it's going to get done, and, and, uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and Eric wants him here, I want him here, Steve wants him here, and Lamar wants to be here. This is going to be a highly sought-after job. This is one of the top football coaching jobs in the world. Everybody's going to want this job. I did ask Lamar about it, you know, and, and he will be involved in it. You know, I'll keep him abreast of what's going on, and I'm sure he'll have some input along the way. Uh, but I know his focus, like he told me, is going to be on getting himself ready and getting his guys ready. Mm. Love fest. Yeah. Mm. That's a bad change of tune mm. from ah, I'm coaching the guys that are here. Yeah, I guess they lost, and they know they need him. Yeah. And, uh, listen, I don't know what negotiations any of you guys have ever been through or anyone in the audience ever been through, but sometimes if the place is not meeting the number you want, they'll be like, what would you say to if, like, you know, we, uh, you could have extra vacation days? Or could, could we interest you in, we have some perks here, and it's usually like, yeah, I'll, uh, the vacation's fine, and I'll pay for my own stuff. Can I have the money I asked for? <laughs> and that's what this feels like to me. 
It feels to me like the Ravens know we're not giving him a fully guaranteed deal. But we'll let you have say in the offensive coordinator position. We'll let you do this. We'll try to go bring in some receivers, try to sweeten the pot. And I personally I like it. don't think that's going to move the needle for Lamar. I'm sure they want him back as their quarterback. Right. And I'm sure, as Brew has said, their plan is if we can't get a deal done, we will franchise tag him. I am not sure at all that Lamar will accept that stake. I will say this. I've talked to John Harbaugh about this quite a bit, like just about Lamar. I think he's very sincere about his love for Lamar and who Lamar is as a, as, as a man, who he is as a leader, uh, how, how, what kind of football acumen he has. I think all those things are true when it comes to Lamar. Um, bottom line, though, is the organization, for whatever reason, and I think it's because is it sustainable, that form of offense, didn't want to pay him. Now, the firing of Greg Roman is interesting to me because are you going to bring in an offensive coordinator that has more of a traditional offense and try to morph him into more of a traditional drop-back quarterback? Like, that's the question. And someone and tweeted Lamar about that, that, just for the right. record. Someone tweeted about how Lamar did a pro-style offense in college. Lamar liked that tweet today. There were also some tweets about how Greg Roman did a great job developing the running game, but there was a reason wide receivers didn't want to come there. Lamar liked yep. that tweet yep. as well. It yep. seemed to be like a, we appreciate what you did, but we can do more situation from Lamar's perspective. Right. I, I would just say, I would just say um, very much like Russell Wilson and let Ru- Russ cook, and I want to be out of Seattle, and this system doesn't work for me, and I want to be a drop-back guy, and I want to be in shotgun, and I want to operate like Drew Brees, be careful what you wish for sometimes because sometimes that's not your skill set. So I don't know what, what Lamar's ceiling is, but I do know that oftentimes when you're orchestrating an offense and you're, and you're calling an offense, you're basing that on your player's right. skill set. And I think that's one of the things that happened in Seattle, and I think that's one of the reasons that, that Russell Wilson was, I mean, <coughs> beyond pathetic right. this year okay, in Denver. He wasn't uh, beyond pathetic. I think he was just apathetic. <laughs> no, it, it, calling him he pathetic would have been an insult to, to pathetic, pathetic things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve, yeah, okay. All right, but anyway, um, I think I, I totally agree with what you said about Harbaugh loving Lamar. Mm-hmm. And I think Harbaugh, these past few weeks or two weeks or whatever, was frustrated that business is getting in the way of him having his best chance to win a football game. For, for not just himself, but for his team. Like, I, I don't think he was, like, in, his, in the back of his head, like, feeling some sort of way about Lamar. Mm-hmm. I think he was bothered with the process, the business, and maybe the organization, okay? But, so I think he always wanted Lamar back. And I don't think, I don't think you're going to go out there and have Lamar you know, playing like a, a completely like try to make him a pocket passer. But I do right. think they're going to do something that, you know, it's not going to be like what Greg Roman had. I think they're going to have more passing, more things that will attract an elite receiver. Cause I've always wanted to see Lamar with an elite receiver and see if that up helps up his game. So I think that's what they're looking at. And I think Nick, as far as Lamar being involved, I think, He's going to be involved like, hey, these are some of the guys we're looking at. What do you think or what are you looking for? I don't think he's in the room, you know, really, in, you know, with the brain trust looking at who they're going to hire. I think that would be a mistake with, with any player. So I, I think, look, if they can't come to an agreement, I think he'll franchise him. Lamar will play on it because he knows this can work out. It worked out for Kirk Cousins. It worked out for Dak Prescott if you get franchise. Shalers, can I show you the graphic of Greg uh, Roman's tenure with the Ravens? Sure. And you tell me where you think this should go. Number one in rush yards per game. Number one in rushing percentage. Number one in rushing yards per game. In yards per rush, it's number one. Here it comes. There. Okay. Oh. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that those numbers... Where do they move to? It's like, oh, good news. When now we're not number one. Lamar would be happy if we're number eight. Or do you really think that it has to be a full turn the car in a 180 degrees? Uh, no, I think it's always important to, to run the football because of what it does for you in the play-action game, and it creates explosives in the passing game. And for Lamar, and, and if we're honest about where Lamar has been, mm-hmm. as far as a passer is concerned, you think about when you run the ball like they run the ball, Pre-snap, you get, I mean, you're getting a single high safety at all times, every single time, which means there's one coverage you're going to play, or there's there's two coverages. There's cover one or cover three, but any vertical release on the outside, 
becomes man-to-man 100% of the time. So you're telling me, based upon the way they run the football, for my quarterback, every time you get a single high safety, we've got a one-on-one on the outside. So it's a pre-snap 100%, this is what you're getting. Now all of a sudden we take that away because why? Well, we're going to drop down to 10th in rushing because we want to throw the ball more. Now you don't have those same looks. Now they, they can disguise. But, like, like he, you're, 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 getting into, you're getting into, like, the weeds, it, and you're going to make it a little bit more complicated than it's been. It was a weird spot because Lamar was in a very disadvantageous position to have success passing when it came to his personnel and when it came to how, you know, exotic of an offense they were running. But it was the most advantageous position you could possibly be in when it came to how teams were defending him. Because Correct. all they were scared of was the run. Which is why his first year as the, his first year as the full-time starter, if you remember the beginning of that season, every team played him like he can't throw the ball at all. And I remember that first game of that first year against sure. Miami. Hollywood Brown is still running down the field. And, but the problem is it didn't appear he ever got much better from that moment. Right. And I think that's one of the reasons this negotiation is going to be a tough one. And Brew is much more confident than me that Lamar is just going to sign that franchise tag. Much oh. more confident than okay. me. Especially if Joe Burrow gets a fully guaranteed deal here in a couple months. Okay. That's a good segment. Besides the beginning when I screwed it up. That's right. Really bounce back. Yeah. Jim, uh, coming John, up next, the Budless. <laughs> Jimmy John, you can get a sandwich there. You know, You're good. I, You're good. It's just tricky. <laughs> yeah. It is Thursday. It is 4 o'clock, which means you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of motivation. And as you know, Stink, Mm -hmm. we get a lot of letters on the show. Do you know? Yeah, for the year 2023, we get a lot of physical mail and we're willing to address them. Your concerns, as always. They start a lot of times the same way. Uh, It's sad. It's not sad. It's letter, this is, when I read, when I read a letter, I put put it on my home as well. Uh, Dear Wilds, love the show. You know, raising twins can be hard. Twice the fun, but also double the trouble. (laughs) When Ryan and Brian get after it, sometimes I feel like I need more motivation than a weekly segment provides. Help! Sincerely, Don. Well, Don, Dusty and I saw this letter, and we said, what can we do? And Dusty said, well, why don't we just send Don part of our patented... It's the buttless protein isolate. It's, two, it's 22 grams of protein and 22%, or excuse me, 200% of your daily needed motivation and inspiration. So if you ever need it, every morning free. I wake up, I have some of this. I do too. It's great. I throw in a few blueberries. It's fantastic. You can get it at your local GNCs and Vitamin World. Okay. Gluten-free too. It is gluten-free. I take, I, I, I'm like you, Wilds. We drink it every morning. That's why we're such a joy on this show. <laughs> Nick, you need some of this. <laughs> you, but you wouldn't be so dark if you, if you ate your buttless stuff. All right, let's get to it. At number three, Jalen Hurts. Jalen, you had a phenomenal regular season. Heck, if you didn't get hurt and miss those two games, you might have been the MVP. But despite that, there's still some non-believers out there, one of whom is sitting right across the table from me because in your first playoff game last year, you threw two picks and had a fumble, too, in in a bad loss to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So if you go out against the Giants, a team you guys beat by 26 points in December and lay an egg, that regular season, it'll be a footnote. People will focus on what you didn't do in the playoffs, and that will become a narrative. And you are up for a contract extension this offseason. And Philadelphia, if you play poorly in in this playoff game and lose – Philadelphia might be a bit hesitant to give out that contract. Because remember, just a few years ago, Carson Wentz had one great season. They paid him the big money. Obviously a mistake. So, Jalen, I do believe in you, buddy. Go out there and get it done. All right, at number two, Josh Allen. Josh, you were supposed to win the MVP this year. You were supposed to win the Super Bowl this year. MVP is not going to be there. We'll let that slide. But Super Bowl, if you don't get it done, there are people waiting to pounce on you, buddy. 
<laughs> there are people waiting to pounce on you and me, to be honestly. So just go out there. Don't you, last week you had your bad game. Someone on this show has said you're a roller coaster ride. All right, so you didn't play that well last week. It's time to go up. If you lose to Joe Burrow, there's a debate. Who's the second best quarterback in the league? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Joe Burrow? If you lose to Burrow, it, it won't be a debate. It'll just be Joe. All right, so go out there and get it done. When you're expected to win the Super Bowl, you can't go out in the second round. And, Josh, you know I believe in you. At number one, Dak Prescott for the second straight year. Now, Dak, second straight week. week. Last week, you and the Bud List collaborated to move mountains. All right, (laughs) you were motivated to the Instagram. I didn't even know that the Bud List you know, uh, 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 juice had that much power. Protein. All right, power. protein, yes. But you went out there and you were juice. phenomenal. But at the end of the day, it was a wild card game against an eight-win team. I so mean, you, you really did what you were supposed to do. I hate to say it, but you did what you were supposed to do. If you go out there, a lot of people, you know, don't expect you to win. But don't go out there and play poorly. If you go out there and have some turnovers and you're a big part of the reason you don't get it done, then that narrative, can Dak lead us to the Super Bowl? Can Dak really win the big game? That will be attached to you. But if you go out and play well and pull off this upset, you'll not only be the first guy to lead Dallas to double-digit wins in the regular season, but first guy since Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. You will be the first guy to win on the road since 1992 and get to the NFC title game since 1995. That glory awaits you, my man. (laughs) You just got to go out and get it done. And I'm starting to believe it. Oh, okay. I, I apologize to the audience. An hour and five minutes ago, I said I got a sneak peek at the bub list, and it's the best we've had. I was wrong. Oh. I, it's the right names, but obviously in the wrong order. And I'll get to my clarification in a moment. But Brew is really has boxed himself in on these poor Dallas Cowboys because called them frauds. F game rant is still going viral as we speak, but now he desperately needs them to win because he can't have me be right about more things regarding the Niners and that side of the bracket, the Chiefs on the other side of the bracket. So he's trying to overdo it by over-motivating Dak. When he and I both know the player under the most duress and under the most pressure this weekend is one Josh Allen. Because Bruce said himself, I don't know why it's pointing at me, but that's fine. Bruce said himself... That if Josh Allen wins this game, this is to decide who the second best quarterback in yeah. football is. Yeah. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Let's go through a few headlines this year. We'll start with Stephon Diggs. One goal of Super Bowl. Okay, that's fair. What the athletics say? Oh, the Bills were this is all from August and September. Bills remain Super Bowl favorites. Bleacher report. Where are they at? Josh Allen's MVP pick over Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. ESPN. Bills start the season as Super Bowl favorites. CBS. Bills Super Bowl odds improve after blowout win. Josh Allen's MVP odds trend up. Yahoo. Odds keep moving on Josh Allen for MVP, but they're still not short enough. CBS. I think this is our friend Adam Shine. How much is Josh Allen close to the gap on Patrick Mahomes, or is he better? Spoiler alert. He said he's better. Bleacher Report. Josh Allen touted his best player in the NFL and win over Packers. And now we sit here, Brew. Wow. And if they, for the second straight year, go out in round two, and the the highest mountaintop they reached was getting blown out in the AFC title game in 2020, Mm -hmm. everyone who had the gall, as Brew would say, the audacity, the unmitigated gall, to pick this team as the overwhelming favorites, and this guy is the MVP, will have a reckoning, as will he. So no one is under more duress than one Josh Allen, Chris Brousseau. Wow. Well, well, look, you, 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 you heightened it a little bit, all right? <laughs> you bring out all those headlines. I didn't write any of those headlines. <laughs> I, I picked him to win MVP, but I've never said he's better than Patrick Mahomes. But, yes, he does need to win. But still, that, that's facing Mr. Irrelevant. I hate to even call him that now, but Mr. Relevant, and so he's got, he's number one. Yes. Oof, man, I'll tell you what, that uh, escalated quickly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to soften it up a little bit. Okay. I'm going to go teacher and pupil, okay? This, you know how you create a great franchise? 
You create a great movie franchise like uh, The Karate Kid. Oh. You bring Daniel LaRusso back to coach the teacher. Oh. Andy Reid, the teacher. Doug Peterson, the pupil. Remember, Ooh. Doug played for Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Doug coached for Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Now, Doug Peterson taking on Andy Reid. This is all like this. about the pupil becoming the master. Oh. And so, Doug Peterson, it's on you. You've got a, obviously, you've got a team that's an eight and a half point underdog. You've got a team that's not quite ready right now, but you've got a team that believes in itself. You've got a team that you've motivated. Andy Reid, seven and one, coming off a bye in the playoffs. 27 and four lifetime coming off a bye. This is a huge task. If you win <clears throat> this one, you solidify yourself as not one of the not one of the great coaches in this playoffs, but one of the great coaches that has coached in playoffs. Wow. Pretty good. So the pressure's on Andy Reid. You're yeah. motivating Doug Peterson. Pressure's on Andy Reid and maybe Nick Wright. Okay. I like uh, I'm going to add Mike McCarthy to the bud list, Brew, and I'm going to give you a compliment. Mike, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, because Mike McCarthy, uh, Dak played so well, the defense played so well, we didn't really have to talk about the kicking fiasco, the four missed extra points. In fact, everybody, Mike McCarthy, Nick Wright, was like, no, we'll stick with Money Mayor. Here's what Dak Prescott said after the game. Take a listen. I'm Money Mayor's biggest fan. Uh, obviously, I've been shown the video of me, uh, and that's just emotion. That's just, that's part of it. Um, but, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to him individually, told him, just told him after the game, hey, let that go. We're going to need it. Um, I, I just played like a week ago, so, I mean, th th that happens. Happens. And what did Bruce say when we did this question? Hey, I, I, I'd sign somebody. Yep. Which they ended up doing, Tristan Viscano. Now, supposedly it's just an insurance policy, Brew, because they want to see how Maher do, does in practice. Well, who cares how well he does in practice? I'm sure he's going to do fine. It's the right. pressure of the game that I'm interested in. So, Brew, are you keeping Vizcano or taking him to San Francisco? I'm or taking him to San Francisco. You are? Absolutely. And if he misses one kick, you're putting him in? Yep. If it's like the first kick, and, and the field goal is you can't. You can't. You're not going to activate him. That's what the they're saying. Squad. No, they're saying they're going to cut a player from the roster. <laughs> I would, and carry I would two remove. 100%. I would remove a position. They're getting rid of a linebacker. Is that is Some linebacker is going to lose his job because Brett Meyer no. can't make the kicker. kicker. Is you're going to lose important. the game. Well, then cut Meyer. It's a half measure. I thought you weren't a half measures guy. That's why I put him on the butt list. I almost put Meyer at the top. Of the butt list, but I was fingering you through thought, the, the uh, bylaws, right. and I'm not able to put kickers no. on the butt list. Yeah. Oh, you should have so, that memorized for the record. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. It's my. Oh, that would have been too, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, too I much pressure on him. He would have folded. <laughs> right. Well, Brock, I'll I play that on Sunday. We discuss next. First things first. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Brock versus Dak. Now, Nick, I'm going to ask you a very specific question. Don't deviate. No problem. Which quarterback <laughs> would you rather have on Sunday? Brock versus Dak. I'm glad you asked it that way. Good. Because I'm not convinced Brock Purdy's good. For the Ooh. record. I'm not convinced of it. I'm not. I understand everybody says he's next Kurt Warner. Tony Romo is. I'm not convinced of any of that yet. With that said, on Sunday... I'd far rather have Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy doesn't have to face the Niners' defense. And Brock Purdy gets Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. And Brock Purdy gets Kyle Shanahan in his ear and not Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy. All those reasons, I think on Sunday, you'd, be ra you'd rather have Brock Purdy because of who's working with him and who he's working against. So I, I think, obviously, Dak Prescott's better than Brock Purdy in a vacuum, but these games aren't played in a vacuum, and I don't think Dak's going to be able to deal with that Niners defense at all. I think the Niners offense is going to be able to deal with the Cowboys defense, and I think Brock Purdy is not going to be asked to go out and win the game for him. Dak's going to have to, and Dak's going to make mistakes. So on Sunday, I think Brock Purdy will have the far better game. Well, I hear you, and, and I agree in terms – but I think your answer was about the team. Like, Brock Purdy's in a better position because he has a better team. He has a better play caller, so he's likely to win. But I still would – just individually, I'm looking at it, I guess, in a vacuum. 
I would take Dak. I just think Dak's the better quarterback. Uh, look, he's been atop the bud list two weeks straight. Who That's knows what thing. kind of explosion we yeah. could be in for. That's a good point. So I, I think Dak's got to – I would take Dak. But I, I hear you. I just think that was more yeah, I, of a team. Yeah, thing. I do think that's interesting. I would take Dak as well. I think Dak is obviously a better quarterback. And, you know, all that San Francisco defense, and it's all true, they've been great. I think they gave over 30 up to the Raiders in week 18. Hello. Jeez. And I think they gave up 17 to the Seahawks in a half. Last week. Yeah, I made a so, graphic about it. Check did this you? Out. Did you yeah. really? Okay, let's see. Last four games. That's against Heineke and Wentz, Stidham, Blau, McSorley, and Geno. Mm, so this, like, unstoppable defense recently hasn't been so great, Stink. Yeah, it hasn't been as great. And listen, now, I will say this. Like, what are you – you're more likely to overcome a bad game if you're the 49ers and Brock Purdy. So if I said, hey, one quarterback is going to throw two picks – which quarterback right. could still get a win if they if they threw two picks? And you'd say Brock well, Purdy Brock has Purdy. a better chance yes. of winning with two picks than does Dak Prescott. But I think Dak Prescott, obviously for me, is a better, more skilled thrower of the football. Well, listen, I, I, I so maybe we're having different conversations, so I'll try to bring them back together. Because, of course, I think Dak is more skilled. But I also think Dak's more likely to throw the two picks. I think Dak's more likely to make the big mistake this week. And I agree it's harder for them to overcome it if he does. I just – I I think the Niners are foolproof on offense. I mean, that, I, what? That just sounds like something that, the, you know – What? Tell ends me. up in a, in a video that they put online okay, the, well, the, for the, to fire up the Cowboys may, defense. Listen, maybe I'll, be, maybe I'll be wrong, but we now have a large sample – of them being able to play Jimmy Garoppolo, who we don't have to argue about him right now. Let's just call him a mediocre quarterback. And Brock Purdy, who was a third-string, seventh-round pick. And they score more points than any team in the league over the last ten weeks. Yeah. They, 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 that offense, right? They, now, they're not always going to be able to have all these weapons. And we've seen this team, because of the smash-mouth style they play on offense, right. they seem more susceptible to injury than a lot of teams right. because they, they ask are. all these guys to block because right. they run the True. ball so much. They must take advantage of the moment. But right now, with the scheme rolling the way it is, with the defense forcing turnovers, with seemingly the 49ers always playing downhill, it is a point-and-shoot offense. Here's, here's, where they're, here's where they're different. Because of the way they run the ball, because of the scheme that they have, because of all the stuff, the way they marry their run game to their play action, they create through scheme and through coaching more passing explosive plays that are easy, that are wide open, where it's a one-receiver read, where your quarterback can just go, here you go, Debo, go do something with it. Where Dak has got to be more skilled yes. right. at finding yeah. the receiver that he needs to go to and throwing it on time, down the seam, or whatever the case may be. And for our younger viewers that don't, that maybe don't know the history of it, Kyle's dad, Mike, was Stink's coach when he won his last two Super Bowls. And what those Broncos teams were, were famous for was developing this running style that, yes, if you have Terrell Davis, you're going to win some Super Bowls sure. and one for 2,000 yards. But if you have Orlandis Gary or Mike Anderson straight out of the Marines, you're going to run for 1,200 yards because it was, it was, the running back was unbelievable no matter who he was. His son has evolved that to make it the quarterback is great no matter who it is. And it's an unbelievable system that they're running that right now people haven't caught up I to. I think you're, you're giving short shrift to Brock Purdy. That's because that means no, – Because Trey, Trey Lance didn't light it up. Like, it was Trey a short sample no, size. But last year and this year, the few games he played, he didn't do a, what Brock Purdy did. tiny sample size. And one of the games this year was in a monsoon. It wasn't in a monsoon. It was. It wasn't, it liter- a, monsoon. It wasn't it was a monsoon. It was a monsoon. Stink was calling the game. No, no, trust me. But I, the last to meteor- I, I have like a meteorologist <laughs> degree. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm working on it. I take some online meteorology courses. You okay, so the sports Phoenix? thing doesn't oh, work out. Yeah. <laughs> Metal time. Here's who didn't make the metal stand. It's not better than the TV show, just audio. <laughs> uh, Mavs Hawks, Luca had a great That's handle. Nice, yeah. though. But he lost, so he didn't make the metal stand. Well, I know. We try not to put losing players on the metal stand unless young player drops 40, first medal opportunity, bronze medal. Jalen Green, step oh. on down and go get it. 
Listen, if you like if Jaylen. you couldn't get a medal when you lost, Rockets would never be able to get one. <laughs> Jalen Green gets one, 41-5-7 for part Not of that Rockets good. young court. Like He's going to look great yes. next to Wimbledon Yama. Oh, you know who? The Finnish now finisher. You're starting to like I'm going to tell you this much right now. Guy. I, I started, I, I've been on him all year. And then I heard Bill Simmons argue that he should have the final Western Conference All-Star starting spot over LeBron James, and I almost turned on him. Oh. But I'm still with you, Laurie. 34 that and would be 12. Amazing. It'll win. I. LeBron's going to be a team captain once LeBron's again. LeBron's most popular got to player be in the league. Awesome. Uh, gold medal. Nikola Jokic. 31, 11, and 13 in a game I watched every second of. And when Nikola Jokic wasn't whining to the officials over obvious fouls, he actually played a brilliant game. Give him a lot of credit. Guy should be on pace when his first ever MVP. There's the medal stand from last night in the association. One tip of an assist away from a triple-double so right just now. love I these triple-doubles. Yes, I do. You love the Joker. What? Uh, no, I you respect might, You the might game. want to name it the Joker. Uh, Joker. Oh, yeah, that's what it's going to be. I mean, if you let, if you let see Kirk Goldsberry have his hands on it, it would be named well, the Joker <laughs> Award. Uh, let's talk about Tampa. Byron Leftwich has been fired. My man. It's among a, a bunch of other guys. Yeah. Uh, offensive coordinator, Byron, specialist coach, wide receivers coach, offensive quality control coach, assistant defensive line coach, running backs coach, and in addition, the quarterbacks coach, senior offensive assistant, and outside linebackers coach all decided to retire. So, a <laughs> lot of uh, business cards being handed in. Yeah. Nick, what was your reaction to this news? Well, listen, they, they're all paying the price for Tom Brady's terrible season. Yep. And, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. I, they, they were, Byron was running the offense the last few years. The offense was unbelievable. Uh, they won a Super Bowl. Brady almost won an MVP. It all fell off. I don't think the scheme immediately got so much worse. Now, I know Arians was there, and I'm sure Arians was helpful. But, I, to me, they had to find fall guys as they tried to rebuild it. And I don't think the offense was good. I understand that. But while I couldn't help but think about Brew, February 3rd of last year, Rick Stroud, who covers the Bucks, reported mm-hmm. Byron Leftwich has removed himself from consideration to be the next Jaguars head coach. And it was reported because he didn't like the GM situation there right. with Balky. And they said they're looking at Rich Basacci and Doug Peterson. And we now know what happens. Byron, everyone thought he was going to be the head coach of the Jags. And get Trevor. He opted against it. And now... How long till Byron's in head coaching conversations right. again? Right. And it's going to be a while. I, I think, look, you can understand it just because, like you said, they averaged 18 points a game, had the worst running game in the league. But, and what does this do to his coaching future? Because yeah. he has been a hot name out there recently. And I think it's the wrong move, though, because left which, even before Brady got there, with Jameis Winston – they, who used, you know, used to be a dark horse candidate for MVP in a lot of people's minds. But with Jameis Winston, they had the third best offense in the league. All right, before Brady got there. That's, that's Byron Leverage was the LC. So, I, I don't like the move. I think, like you said, they're paying for Brady's uh, bad season, and it's unfortunate. I'm surprised. They got Ryan Jensen back. Like, the whole offensive line was scrambled, it feels like. All yeah. year. You're not good yeah. with no offensive line? Yeah. yeah. And quarterback that won't stand in the pocket. Up to New England. Yep. Offensive coordinator.